we've just had to find different ways to keep that community together while not being together all the time. You know, even when, you know, the stay at home orders it and we shut down completely for, I think it was two and a half months or so, you know, we still needed to keep our people in, you know, engaged. And so we launched an online virtual platform. Um, we did interviews and, and live workouts and nutritional tips and, and guidance and stuff that we normally would do in person. We just took it online and, um, and went virtual with it. And it, it, it helped, but it, you know, it's not the same. Everyone says, Oh, it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, yeah, I know it's not the same. And, and either is what we're doing now, but we still have goals. We still need to be in good shape. We still, I mean, it, Right now, health is essential, right? Health is probably the thing on everybody's mind. And so, you know, you just, you, you got to get past it, man. You got to get past it and just keep moving forward and, you know, make the best of any situation that, that you find yourself in. Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. All right. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have with me today a good friend. You will recognize him if you're watching on video or once you hear his voice uh, because he was a guest gosh, forever ago. It was at least a year ago. Uh, his name's Chad Burleson. Chad and I uh, go way back. You can go back and listen to the last episode and hear some of the story of us growing up together and some of the uh, fun and challenging times that we had there. Um, but I brought Chad back onto the podcast today for a couple of reasons, but uh, primarily because uh, Chad and his wife uh, are franchise owners of the, uh, the Camp Transformation Center. Uh, so those are fitness facilities. Uh, they've got a couple of them here in Southern California. And uh, so we're going to talk about that today. And, you know, uh, as we record this, and definitely I know when this thing goes live, uh, we are still going to be in the midst of this global pandemic. Uh, we are in California. Chad's operating in California, which means uh, our restrictions have continued to be quite a bit more restrictive uh, than a lot of other places around the country. So I want to talk to him about how he's running his business through that, how he's keeping focused, uh, so many other things. But for now, what up, dude? How are you? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Glad to be back on the show, brother. Oh, always, it's always so like good. talking to you, man. It's so good. All right. So, I mean, this has been crazy, right? I mean, yeah. you, uh, and again, people can listen back to this, but um, you had a totally different career path. You were really successful for a large national, really global corporation. Um, and uh, you had a career there and you get this hair up your butt one day and you decide, hey, we're going to go own some business in the fitness space. And you quickly get involved. You buy into the franchises. You guys are successful, opening multiple locations. It's amazing. And then 2020 slapped you in the face just like it did everybody else. Yeah. So kind of in a nutshell, before we dig into some of the specifics, like what, like how do you define what has happened to you guys or how the, this effect has been on you guys uh, over the course of the last, I guess we're now six or seven months into this? Yeah. You know, I mean, in business, bro, there's obstacles, you know, there's always going to be obstacles in life. There's going to be obstacles, going to get things that you're going to have to just overcome, surpass, break through, whatever it's got to be. So, I mean, 
yeah, we've seen our fair share of obstacles here in 2020. But I mean, that's that's how you think of it. You know, try to try to embrace it, um, you know, take it all in, get through it and learn from it. You know, I mean, try to just, you know, I mean, we've had to adapt our 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 currently our business is completely changed to what it used to be. You know, our class uh, structure is different. So for those who don't know uh, the Camp Transformation Center, we specialize in high intensity interval training. All of our classes are group training classes. You know, we're just a huge, awesome community of people coming together, uh, specializing in weight loss, just really just, you know, smashing your fitness goals, you know, whatever that that after goal is for, you know, you start somebody at it before and just take them to that after, whatever that is. So the way we did business before, you know, pre-COVID, if you want to call it that, um, you know, we were high fives, hugs, handshakes, you know, rotating around the gym, using all of our awesome equipment. And now we've kind of had to just, you know, pivot and adapt. And just now we're kind of like a, a, a shelter in place kind of uh, workout. We still do the very best that we can to stay as connected as possible, you know. Um, and I think that's what really, you know, sets us apart from any other fitness facility out there. It really is a community. And we've just had to find different ways to keep that community together while not being together all the time. You know, even when, you know, the stay at home orders did and we shut down completely for, I think it was two and a half months or so, you know, we still need to keep our people in, you know, engaged. And so we launched an online virtual platform. Um, we did interviews and, and live workouts and nutritional tips and, and guidance and stuff that we normally would do in person. We just took it online and, um, and went virtual with it. And it, it, it helped. But, you know, it's not the same. Everyone says, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, yeah, I know it's not the same. And neither is what we're doing now. But we still have goals. We still need to be in good shape. We still, I mean, right now, health is essential, right? Health is probably the thing on everybody's mind. And so, you know, you just, you got to get past it, man. You got to get past it and just keep moving forward and, you know, make the best of any situation that, that you find yourself in. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, knowing you, knowing you guys, knowing the way that you've run business, like, it totally makes sense that you would say that and not in like a, yeah, of course way, but I know that that's how you live your life. Like that's how you're committed. Um, you are so focused on helping other people, but I have to imagine that, you know, this is a vul very vulnerable, um, segment of society in the sense that before they come to you because of like this drastic nature that so many people, uh, experience during the time that they are uh, with you guys, right? I mean, like, I know one of the big things yeah. that you guys do, and I know you execute this very well and on a regular basis, is this 20-pound weight loss challenge. Uh, and so these people are really struggling, right? They're, they're, they're already mm -hmm. probably mentally not in a great place. Physically, they're not in a great place. So they're looking to you for that. But then the pandemic hits, and so now they're dealing with so many other things. So have you seen... Um, more challenge in that? Have you seen shifts in how people are coming to you? Do you feel like there's, uh, I, I don't know, what are you doing to help with that too? Yeah. You know, I mean, especially in, in with what's going on right now, I think it's, it's very fair to say that, you know, fitness saves lives. You know, fitness is essential. Fitness is definitely, you know, something that we need in our lives. You know, you need to live that healthy lifestyle, whether, it, whether it's, you know, for your mind or, or you know, uh, your physical transformation or your emotional transformation, whatever it is, you, you, we need that in our lives. We need it. And I mean, I've had so many different testimonials. Oh, this place changed my life. Oh, you saved me. And it's like, 
we're still that same place. You know, we're still a place that can save somebody from mental depression, um, save somebody from obesity, save somebody from, you know, just losing time with their families. And people just need to kind of, I guess, you know, realize that once again, that it's not all doom and gloom, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And maybe if you can't see that light right now, come to a place where, you know, we're trying to shine light on, on one another. And that's what I really enjoy the most about, you know, where I get to come to work every single day. It's just like we are a community and, and everyone's picking each other up and just being around positive people spreads more positivity. And it just, it, I can't, I can't tell you how, how much of a better mood I'm in, you know, when I go in, into the, into the camp and go onto the mat and just see the smiles and see the high fives and see people like, yeah, I just crushed that workout. You know, I mean, you know, it firsthand, I, you know, I know you work out regularly and you have a really tight community where you're at and it's, it goes a long way, man. And I just think we need to share that love with everybody and just tell people, Hey, look, there's more out there than the stuff that you're hearing on, on social media or your news outlet. So you said something earlier that I just, I, I'm interested in. So I guess two questions. First of all is, did you ever think in your entire life that you would have a stranger look you in the face and, and tell you that you changed their life? And number two, how does it make you feel when you hear that? No, no, I, I never imagined that ever. And it's, 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 it's what keeps you going. It's what keeps you going when your days suck or, you know, you're working late at night or, you know, six people just complain about, oh, you know, you're not doing a good job, Chad, or, hey, we need this over here. And, you know, you get complaints, obviously, you know, we deal with, I wouldn't say we deal, but we interact with a, a large group of people on a regular basis. Not everybody's always happy. But when you get somebody like that, you know, or, or someone to just say, hey, it's because of you I did this or you your place changed my life. And I know it's not me personally. It's, you know, it's our whole team and it's just the whole aspect of everything. But to know that you had a little bit play in that, you know, it's it really keeps you going, man. Because, you know, hey, bro, business isn't always as what we expected it to be. <laughs> and when you get those little encouraging words or just a little bit of extra push or a little bit of congratulations, you know, it's, it goes a very long way. And I'm, I'm grateful to be in a spot, you know, where I can actually have an impact like that on people. And that's kind of why we, I left the, the corporate world. You know, I, I didn't feel like I was having that in, impact on people. You know, I was selling a product, um, which I believed in, but it, you know, it was it wasn't as fulfilling for me as what I'm doing right now. So I'm very, very grateful to be in this place. For sure. Yeah, man, I I I really love that answer. And I think that one thing that is so hard, especially today in a world in which it's like do more, add more, affect more, like it's more, more, more. And yet, like you just through just you didn't know I was going to ask you that question. Like just the way you explained that, like one response to you positively, even for just a few minutes, it drowns out every bit of negativity in your yeah. life. And it is what catapults you to then uh, jump into whatever fire is next. And I think more people need to realize, like we just need to look for the simple and single opportunities to affect somebody's day, like a smile, like some yeah. sort of positivity. Like, you know, we're, <clears throat> I was thinking about this on the drive in this morning. I mean, 
the news was negative, 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 negative on the pandemic. Now we're seeing positive numbers and the news isn't talking about it anymore. Now it's turned to, and in some sense, rightfully so, like all the wildfires in California. But it's like, yeah. why not take opportunities for positivity? That's what we're all starving for. And so it's great to hear that, like that fuels you in the ways that it does. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and I think it feels, it feels a lot of us, you know, I mean, when we're playing sports as kids, you know, a little applause or a little encouragement from your mom or your dad or your buddy in the stands, you know, that's, that's from when we were children, you know, and it, that doesn't stop, you know, help somebody out a little bit, smile, brighten up their day. You know I mean? It, it could totally change the way you, you look at something. And, um, it's, it's a fun place to be for me, you know, because we do have a lot of positivity in our lives and, you know, we have, you know, great support system with our friends and our families and you know, people like yourself. So, um, it does. And I, I wish we could, I wish we could, you know, spread more positivity in the world. And that's something that we try to do on a consistent basis. So take me through. And I, I think, you know, it, it's been many months now since this, this really started to affect, but it was mid March when California said, okay, stay at home shut the doors, no questions asked. And so do you kind of recall what that experience was like yeah. for you guys and kind of what were the first thoughts? Yeah. And then, I mean, I know for me, like I lost a bunch of business and I cried, like I literally cried before yeah. that I scraped myself up off the ground. So what was that like for you in the beginning? And then how did you start to turn uh, to take action to yeah. what was going to be next? You, yeah, I, I do remember it. I remember it. Vividly, you know, um, I think March 16th, I had a, an employee ask me, hey, are we supposed to come to work today? And this was before the shutdowns. You know, it was she was clearly concerned about coming to work. And I made the, the, uh, the decision, OK, we're shutting down. You know, people are seriously scared to come to work. I'm not going to. I mean, what I think about, you know, what's going on right now versus what I thought about, you know, three, four months ago may have changed. But at that very moment in, in my life or in, in everyone else's life, it was like, whoa, stay indoors. And I'm like, OK, fine. My business is not more important than someone else's life. My business is not more important than my life. And so shut it down. Who knows what's going to happen? And, you know, we were we were probably shut down maybe a, a few days before we were supposed to, or before it was mandated. Um, but okay. I hate to interrupt this because people, people no. need to hear this. And, and like you just said right now, so you have, I know this again, because I know you guys personally, but people need to really hear this. Like you have your whole financial life invested into this business, you know? And so like, almost everything is in like you can't in one sense yeah. afford to fail like you have a wife and two kids and i know you guys have you know some some other things in the works that you're doing but if that thing just went away it's not like you're like ah you know no big deal right. like we'll yeah. go on yeah. and so like the fact that you're able to say that and make a proactive decision to say i'm going to put the life of an employee uh, and then you know maybe you know your members too before your own well-being, like, I know you say that and I know you, Chad, well enough to know yeah. that's kind of just like you, but I hope you and then other people hearing that, like, let that soak in for a minute. Like, that is not a nonchalant thing to think or to do. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I, I really never thought about it that way, honestly. 
you know, I was just, I thought that's what you, the right thing to do at the time. Um, Why but, did you think that? Like, like, was it just really just, that's just who I am and what I do? I suppose. I, I, I really don't know. I mean, I just, I figured, look, this, I've been through stuff in my life. You know, you've been through stuff in your lives. You know, I've seen, you know, people very close to me die. I know the value of life. And I know the value of life is not going to be assigned by how much money you have or how successful your business is, you know, it's how you live your life every single day. And I try to live my life like that, you know, and I make mistakes. I'm not always the greatest person in the world, but you know, I just, that's, that's how Jen and I live. And we hopefully instill that in our boys that look, man, it's, it's not about status or this or that. It's how you treat other people. And I don't know, perhaps, perhaps that decision that I made that day just was a reflection of my beliefs and it, it just panned out the way it did. But yeah, okay. th- I mean, shoot, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for putting that in perspective for me. And you know what? That's, it is a good way to live, you know, and I do it again. I would do it again. I would, you know, cause I am a strong believer and we can always rebuild our businesses and you can't necessarily always rebuild, you know, your life in that sense. So that's good. Okay. Sorry. But like, I just, again, those are moments that, you know, whether it's because that's just, who you are and how you do it. Like I saw the other side of that. I mean, I was consulting for a business at the time that the shutdown happened and they put themselves, the husband and wife that owned the business and the two family members that were employed and really didn't do shit in the business. They all got kept on payroll as employee after employee just gets laid off automatically. And so it was a different situation, but in, but the, the, the thing was like they put themselves before their people and you just came right yeah. at it in reverse. And again, it's like, yes, that's who you are, but people need to hear that if we don't build these things into us ahead of time, then when the shit hits the fan, we are going to end up destroying people. And it's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing to protect our family and ourselves, but when we're doing it out of like selfish gain, it definitely is. Yeah. 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 I agree with you, man. That's absolutely right. You know, and it's, I think you can, hopefully that could be a teaching lesson for my kids too, you know, on on how they should live their lives. You know, I mean, I think, you know, when, when you become a father, things change for you a little bit, you know, you start putting other people in front of yourself. And, um, and so you're always kind of like living, trying to, you know, be the best role model for them. Yep. Okay, so you you just make this decision a couple days before even the government says you're out. You just say we're out, and so you make this decision. And so, what did that look like? And so, how do you begin to turn that corner? Yeah, well, I mean, the first <laughs> the first week was like, you know, whoa, what do we do? You know, it was almost like in shock, just to see if the dust ever settles. And it was probably maybe a weekend that we kind of got on the line. So uh, I'm fortunate enough to be part of like the franchise advisory council with the camp transformation center. So there's about 10 of us on the, on the board, so to speak. And you know, we try to do what's best for the business and, you know, ideas and everything kind of represent all the franchisees. So we got on the line and I, I mean, it was, I probably had done a zoom meeting, you know, in a very long time, maybe since college, uh, <laughs> zoom was even around at the time. Um, but we all got on zooms. And just worked virtually for the first time I had ever worked virtually in my life. Um, and we were just nonstop, man, for like a week. Hey, how are we going to do this? How are we going to launch it? How are we going to keep people engaged? And we were able to just launch this. We call it the camp community comeback. And it was just an online thing of, you know, 
Now you probably saw some other fitness uh, companies do it, but we were just live training, interaction. We had guests. I believe you were uh, one of our guests uh, on there. I so just appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I saw there was one that got raving reviews. I think it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, you know, we just wanted to bring every all the culture, bring the community back together, and give everybody what they still needed at this time, and not let them go down that you know, that dark road, because I think a lot of people did go down a dark road, you know, I mean, you saw alcohol sales spiked, uh, Netflix sales spiked. I mean, people were drinking and watching movies all day long. It's like, look, man, obviously, yeah, I get it. You know, settle down, sulk for a second, but, you know, dust yourself off and get back to work. And, you know, I, one thing I did go, I, I kind of went live and, and just wanted to speak to our people and was like, look, man, you have one job right now. And your job is to survive. That's it. How are you going to survive? How are you going to survive this? Because you're not going to survive by sitting down on your couch all day long, drinking and eating and doing this and going you know, the wrong way. You need to step it up, suck it up, and get out there and make the most of, of what you can make. You know, I mean, if you can control it, you know, you, you have the ability to control it. So, um, and I got some, some, I got some people that were upset about it, you know, a little tough love there. Um, but that's, I'm only, I am who I am, bro. You know, I mean, that's the way I thought was the best for the team at the time. And, you know, that's, that's how I, um, that's how I represented myself. So, um, but yeah, really, you know, it was like we had to survive and we did, you know, and, and there were some, some camp locations out there and I saw people losing businesses and I saw sales going down and members losing and just, and I saw our people, which really hit me the most. I saw our people maybe two, maybe a month or so in, you know, had put on 30 pounds, 40 pounds. And I'm like, we can't. You you guys have worked too hard for too long to let something like this just take it all away from you, you know? And that's kind of when, you know, we decided we got to find a way to really get back to it. You know, we need to do something more for these people. And so we just started to kind of, you know, adapt and, and build on the program from there. But it was... um Shoot, man, it was a very difficult time for a lot of people, and um, and it still is. But you know, we're making the most of it. And I think what's like so what's so helpful again there is is, you know, if if you have built like this character uh, and rapport with your team and with your people that you really do care about them, that you want to see the best for them uh, in, in in many different ways, shapes, and forms. Then when tough love is necessary, though people don't like it, they get it, right? It's just like, you know, all the years later, when you look back on your life and you see all the ways in which you thought your dad was a total jerk to you for the things that he said, but you're like, he loved me. That's why he did it. (laughs) You know, like some, sometimes people aren't going to see these things until a lot later, but I think it's so important during a time like this that we do focus on what we can control. And one of the things that we could control was our behavior during this time. And it was sad. Like, I get it. Like, it hurts. It's hard. You know, it's it's negative all around you. But you can't control those things. Like, just focus on yourself. Yeah. And I just, I think that, and then what's the worst of it all, maybe, is like the greatest weapon we have to fight what's going on is our own health. And that was the thing that was deteriorating the fastest. It's just, yeah. it was wild. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent, you know, and I, and I mean, I think we all, a lot of us really truly believe that. And we really just, we need to make it known, you know, I mean, there's, there's still gyms are still getting closed down, you know, in Southern California, you know, people are being forced to work out outside in 107 degree weather. And it's, this is crazy. You know, I mean, it, what do we need right now? We need immune health. We need to be in, you know, physically fit. And, you know, that's how you fight disease. That's how you fight a virus. And that's, that's how, you, you know, you, you thrive in life. But for the, I don't know, man, I, I'm at a loss for words when someone tells me that fitness isn't essential, but it's okay to, you know, have 300 people shopping in the grocery store, you know, right. jumping into each other, you know, in the halls. Well, I saw, I saw an interesting, um, report or article at some point, I, I won't name the organization, but a really not large nationally known fitness um, organization. And they said, like, they actually uh, went back to the government and said, look it, like, we have the most accurate data, the best contact tracing known to man, like every single time somebody comes into our center, we know that they are healthy. And if they get sick, we can flag that right away. And we can show you data that proves we are far below the median in terms of people getting sick. And so you would think common sense is like, oh gosh, we need to be filtering more people through things like that because right. not only are we getting our data, but those people seem to be healthy. And yet common sense just doesn't seem to win out in these things. And I know, like you said, I think what uh, something you said earlier uh, was, you know, in the beginning, we all were like, oh my gosh, you know, like yeah. we take this huge step back, we're going to be overprotective. And I think it was wise for everybody to do that. But at some point it's like, you know, we got to get things going again for a whole lot of different reasons. Um, okay. So you guys, I, I, I've now seen that, um, you know, as certain things have been allowed and I'm sure that uh, FBI is not listening in on this conversation anyway, but, um, you know, as, as time has gone on, you've progressed now into, um, outdoor, um, workouts because that was allowed anyway with distancing and safety, which is crazy by the way, people listening right now, because where Chad's two locations are, are some of the hottest places outside of like Death Valley uh, in Southern California, right? I mean, like last week alone, yeah. it was in the low 100s with 80 to 90% humidity in a mm -hmm. lot of the places we're at. And these people are outside working out. Yeah. So, uh, so you've made some shifts. So have you, like, do you see that people are just super excited to get back to it in person? And so they're just all in and they don't care about the weather as much. Like how has the response been from the community as you guys are making progress towards, I don't know, kind of real life. Yeah. I, I think, I think probably more so now people are, are okay with a little heat than they would have been maybe last year, you know, when we were taking what we had for granted, which is sometimes kind of a good thing. You know, you don't want to take anything for granted. This is kind of a, you know, Kind of a, a smack at you, a little jab to say, hey, you know, you don't always give, you know, what you expect you're going to get. But yeah, people are excited to be here. When we did reopen up, we, like I said before, we were, it was a complete new thing. You know, it's not what people had signed up for. You know, they signed up for what we had, and now they're, you know, coming back to this. So I expected a lot of pushback. I expected a lot of people to be upset. But people were thankful. They were grateful. Gosh, thank you for being open. You know, I, and that's another thing because you know, 
we open up a little early, you know, I think June 15th, we were supposed to, we opened up June 1st because like I said before, I saw too many people who had gained so much weight that I'm like, I got to have, it's, it's now it's my responsibility. If my, if my team, if our team wants to come back and they're safe and feel comfortable coming back, then we'll, we will come back and open up. If the members want to come back, then they'll show up. And they did. Mm-hmm. They showed up and they were appreciative and they were grateful. And yeah, man, I mean, believe me, we take plenty of sanitation measures. You know, we disinfect for 20 minutes in between classes. We have UV lights. I have a fumigator that comes in a few times a week. I mean, we do social distancing. We do everything we're supposed to do to make people feel at ease, to put them at ease and to make sure that they're comfortable coming to work out because that's what we want. We want as many people as we can to come here and, you know, get that great workout that they love so much and, you know, help them transform their lives. I mean, it, the pandemic isn't helping, you know, it's definitely not helping people get in shape, but the fact that we are here and we're still trying our best to, to accommodate them, I think, uh, I think we're doing a good service. Yeah. And I mean, you know, amongst so many things that it's doing, I think that because as a community, not just you, which again, like I remember referencing this last time, like you're in great shape. You are very determined, very driven, like People look at you and you're like, well, yeah, you know, you, you've got this, you know, like that, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. it's not, it's not hard for you, which that's a whole nother conversation, but to have a whole community of people that are representative of this idea that regardless of what is thrown at us, we are going to take that and do our best to continue to commit to our goals, our dreams, our desires, you know, health, fitness, whatever. Like, I just, I think it's so awesome because if this is hopefully the worst that it gets for most of us living in this generation, I mean, yeah. we can do anything, you know, I think that just gives right. so much hope for that. Yeah. That's, um, dude, that's a great way to look at it, Ryan. Honestly. I mean, we have been through a lot in the last call it six months, you know, our generation, our kids have been through a lot in the last six months. It's something that we were never prepared for. Something that I never imagined could ever happen in my life. I mean, it's, and the, the coronavirus is just one aspect of it. I mean, there's a lot more going out there that we, we aren't talking about right now, but it's just, it is a wild time to live. You know, it's a very hateful time, but it's also a very loving time, you know, where people can come together uh, to support one another. And I think we have a choice, you know, how are we going to react to, to society or the environment that we're in? And we can really you know, make an impact on our kids. You know, our young kids, they're going to look at us and see what we did during this time. You know, how did we act? Did, you know, four months ago, was dad on the couch drinking every day or was he working out? Was he going to work? You know, now was dad and mom and dad, were they helpful to people? Were they you know, trying to help people in need or did they just go, you know, all about themselves? And, you know, hopefully those are lessons that we can teach our kids so that then, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, we are living in a better place. And, and we have made this country better than what it was today. And, and we've made some strides. So I love what you just said. You know, this is a time that's, that shows us what we truly can do as human beings and what we should be doing as human beings. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and on that note, I mean, I think that another thing, and I love that, like fitness, particularly in community, um, does this so well, which is, you know, we are also in one of the most divisive times and you alluded to it, you know, in again, that, I mean, probably since the civil war in this country and, uh, and yet, 
you know, when people go to sign up to become a member of the camp, um, they don't go through a application process that asks them whether they're a Republican or a Democrat, um, what their nationality is, what their sexual orientation is, nothing, right? It's like, do you have a goal? And are, are you willing to commit to that in a community environment? And right, like I'm just kind of like paraphrasing. And it's like, yes, then you're a part of us. Right. And, and yeah. we're going to stand by your side. We're going to sweat with you. We're going to gruel it out with you. We're going to go through some of the hardest times in life together with you. Like that is inclusivity. I don't know. That's like inclusive and yet at the same time diverse in ways that I don't think can be matched almost anywhere else in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. You know, it is. It's, hey, you know, come one, come all, and, and it's all love here. And it's, it is. And it and it's probably like that where, where your gym is and, it, and really the fitness industry. Well, the, for me, group training, I think, is, is really beneficial in that sense, just coming together with a common goal. We have different goals. You know, your goal might be, you know, you know, lose four pounds. My goal might be to, you know, gain two pounds or, or whatever it may be. But we're here to get healthy. We're here to make ourselves better. And if we can do it together and support one another while we do it, then we're both going to win. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's, and, and, I love and what, what you a said. message, you know, what, what a message I think to the rest of the world in general, what a message to our kids. Like, I just think that it just shows like what's possible when we weed out all the BS and we really stay focused on what's most important. And that's, you know, caring for ourselves, caring for other people to the best ability uh, that we can. Um, so as all this is going on, I know you guys have also, um, jumped into another business endeavor. Actually, I think there may be a couple there, uh, but specifically uh, in the recovery space, uh, with CBD, right? So that's something that uh, you guys have, um, uh, I'll say invested into time, effort, energy. And so tell me a little bit about, I mean, I think I know a little bit, but like, you know, what attracted you to that world and um, how does that come into play with everything that you're doing? Yeah. Um, you know, originally we were going to open up a, a wellness center right next door to our uh, camp location in Lake Elsinore. And the reason was more so, you know, we had people coming in, oh, dude, I'm so sore or I just, you know, I, I'm not going to make it work out today. I got to take a few extra days off. Well, if we can do something to speed up their recovery, get them back on the mat, you know, smashing goals, you know, the, the, you know, the more time you get to play, the, you know, the better you're going to progress. Um, that was the initial um, thought process behind that. And for me personally, um, you know, being a business owner, you know, having multiple businesses, um, I mean, I went through probably a year of just stress and anxiety. I could, I didn't, I could not, it was the first time in my life that I had ever been stressed and it was almost all the time. Right. It was like, there'd be days where I'd have to leave my office and I would go throw up in, in the bathroom. You know, there were days that I'd just break into sweats. I have to walk outside. I mean, it's, if you've ever had a, an anxiety attack, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I mean, it was like on a regular basis and I'm like, dude, what is wrong with me here? And so I heard great things about CBD. I tried multiple uh, CBDs. Um, none of them really did, you know, what I had hoped it was going to do for me until a good friend of mine, Jason, had introduced me to this product, CBD One, um, 
which is a little bit different than you know the CBDs that you're, you might be used to that you might find at like a you know a dispensary or just a, a CVS market down the street. You know this CBD includes liposomal technology, which I, Alex, I can explain that to you if you want me to. But it's yes, it's really more of like an advanced delivery system. Okay, so like if you the problem with supplements today, okay, vitamins. Um, yeah, I mean you you see them, you know. The supplement industry is huge. Am I right? I mean, there's a reason why, because I mean, if you think about the foods that we eat, the foods we consume, you know, it doesn't matter what you put into your body. It's what your body absorbs. That's really what's going to make the difference, right? The foods we're eating nowadays are, I mean, our soil is just so, I guess, I don't know the word for it, but it's just not as high in nutritional value as it used to be 50 years ago. So now you go to a store and, you know, everything's been injected with something, a hormone to make it grow because the soil's not working. And now you got an orange the size of a grapefruit and that's great, but you still aren't getting the nutrients that you want to, right? So about, I want to say in the 1950s, um, scientists and doctors had come together um, to help people absorb more of their chemotherapy treatment. So what they would do, they would put the therapy or the treatment inside this like fatty bubble called the liposome, you know, which is surrounded by lipids. And so what that does, it kind of allows it to survive your digestive tract. Okay. So typically we put something into our body, it goes through our digestive tract, you know, our stomach beats it up, you know, goes through our liver, our liver filters it out. And, you know, we, you know, we excrete it, you know, what, what we need and what we don't. Um, the cool thing about liposomes is our body loves fat already. You know, you and I both unfortunately know that our bodies yes, love fat. Yes. So it. It, <laughs> it loves it a lot. I, I hear you. <laughs> so, so you put the nutrients in these fatty bubbles. So it survives your digestive tract. It's kind of like, you know, tricks your liver into saying, oh, okay, fat. Yeah. Come on, bring it all in. And then you absorb, you know, probably 90% of it versus 10% of what you normally would. So it's almost, I wouldn't say instantly, but it's almost like you get that sense of wellness right away with the CBD product that I'm currently taking. And it's helped me, man. I mean, it to go from, I don't know what my day is going to be like, because I think I'm going to have an anxiety attack or, oh God, I am so overwhelmed right now to waking up, let's seize the day, you know, let's make the most of what we have, just a sense of wellness and a calmness to just go out there and conquer. It's, um, it's really helped me out. It's helped, it's helped Jen out. Um, especially during COVID it's, it's helped us out. My kids will take it, you know, it's, Uh so it's definitely a product that I believe in just kind of what I'm getting at. You know, it's a product that we believe in. And so we started to say, look, all right, why not share this product with the world? Why not share it with everybody that we know? I mean, it's just like, you see a good movie. You want to go tell your best friend about, Hey, you got to go check it out the same concept here. So we're, we, you know, our, our wellness center isn't open yet. You know, COVID kind of put the, put that on the back burner, but you know, we're starting to just kind of build this, this uh, foundation of these products. Um, all of them have liposomal technology and, um, you know, just really trying to get it out there because I think a lot of people are spending a lot of money on a lot of different supplements, a lot of different vitamins that aren't doing anything for them. And, you know, if you're if you're with me, man, and you, you know you're you're with you know our team here, we want you guys to have the best. We want you guys to succeed. So we're just going to give you the best, and and that's what it is. Yeah. No. I mean, I I think that like you know everything explained there, I think is so helpful. I mean, one in the sense that you know when it comes to fitness in general, um, more isn't always better if we're not 
if our body's not recovering appropriately. And I think that's the scary thing about people that, you know, when they're trying to lose weight, it's just like, I'm just going to keep doing as much cardio as, you know, humanly possible. It's like, no, like your body's not recovering. Like you're actually hurting it. Or I'm going to lift as much weight as you, same thing. You know, your body's not recovering and, you know, sleep is involved with that and what you're putting into your body. But, you know, some of the things, you know, sometimes people are taking these supplements that <clears throat> sound great or are marketed really well, and they just don't do a great job. And so I think that's one big component to it. And so it makes sense there. But the other thing to what you said around anxiety, um, I mean, I started taking CBD because uh, I couldn't sleep in the wake of our Route 91 experience. Mm -hmm. right. And I had yeah. never had that problem before. And I was getting inconsistent sleep. I would lay down and I'd be you know, awake for four or five hours before I could actually fall asleep. And so it helped me to be able to do that. And I know that it doesn't necessarily work the same for everybody because like for me, it really helps me to sleep and it helps with my recovery. Whereas Michelle, uh, she uses the roll-on uh, a, a roll-on version for like muscle soreness and that helps her which that one doesn't help me as much um so i know it's a little bit to each their own but i think it is just such a a wonderful supplement for people to be utilizing and i still think it's just so under um uh, it's not known enough. It's not yeah. appreciated enough, you know, in the market. Right. I think there's still a lot of fear there, right? Because it's like, am I taking drugs? And so I think kind of, you know, just uh, destroying that myth, you know, for obviously the good, clean ones. Um, I just think that, you know, just we're still at the yeah. very beginnings of what could be a great, great opportunity for not just people in the fitness world, uh, but just people that are just continuing to want to take care of themselves mentally and physically. Yeah. And, you know, I also think a lot of people are becoming a little bit more suspect of, you know, big pharmaceutical companies, yeah. you know, and just, I mean, there's, you know, you watch a commercial and it, you know, you got 20 different potentially life threatening uh, <laughs> reactions, you know, from whatever it is that you're taking to, you know, just clear up your depression. But, you know, I think a lot more people are, are weary and leery of big pharma and you know, they're looking for more of a natural um, medicine if you want to call it a medicine, you know, just a natural supplement, something that can help you out. That's you know, you know, from the earth that, you know, that God has provided us. And I think that CBD, excuse me, CBD is definitely a huge one. It's just, we're finding more and more studies about different things that it can help you with. Like for you, you said it was for your recovery. For me, it was anxiety for Michelle. It was pain. And I mean, it's like, it seems like whatever ailments you have, that CBD is, is going in there and trying to uh, combat it. And it's, it's been an amazing um, nutrient for, for my family. And I mean, I'm, I'm a huge supporter uh, for CBD one in general, but just CBD is it's, it's, it needs to be talked about more, you know, it, it really does. And more, and just in general, natural, um, natural nutrients and in, you know, natural um, yeah. plant-based, I think is something that we need to talk more about too. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to to uh, get that link from you, and uh, and we'll pop that in the show oh, yeah. notes so people can cool. check out that product specifically. Yeah. Because I think that what's really cool is there's a lot of innovation around what they're trying to do there, uh, or what they are doing there, which you know really sets it apart. So I think that'll be really cool for people to look yeah. into, to research, and check out for themselves. Um, okay, so dare I ask, like, what's next? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, dare because I mean, believe me, if, when you shut your business down for two months, <laughs> you're thinking, what's next? Because you don't know. 
Um, gosh, man. I mean, I, I love people, you know, I love building. I love just seeing people succeed. Um, I don't know what's next. You know, I, I definitely, I, I think there's more out there for us. You know, I think there's more ways to help. Uh, we do a really good job partnering with a lot of different charities and I love working with those yeah. types of people. Uh, we do a huge thing with Susan G. Komen in the Inland Empire and they're just, they're an awesome group. You know, sometimes probably like yourself, you know, I, I'll, I have a journal. I'll just write down my thoughts, you know, so I don't forget them or I'll text myself something. And one night I had wrote to myself, I said, look, if you could do anything in life, you know, what would it be? And the first thing that came to my mind was, oh man, I would love to work with Susan G. Cohen. They do such amazing things. And then I kind of thought a little bit more. I'm like, you know what, dude, you're doing an amazing thing now. You know, you should keep doing what you're doing. Just, just expand or, or just, you know, reach more people. Cause Hey, look, I'm in Lake Elsinore. I'm in Menifee. There's a lot more other cities out there. There's a lot more people out there that need my help or just need help in general. So how do I expand, you know, what we've already been successful doing? So we're always looking at different ways to uh, reach more people or transform more lives is what we like to say. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, it's, Something, you know, something's out there for us for sure. Um, but, uh, but I don't know what it is at the time, you know, it's, it's, you know, we wanted to do the wellness center, um, you know, a year ago and we weren't able to do that. So hopefully maybe we can get that thing rolling back in, you know, if we start recouping some of what we've lost here with COVID and, um, but I think we need to just get this gym back to where it is. I think, I think fitness is still essential. We still need to keep saying that out loud. We still need to, you know, get people back in here. We need to, I mean, we're still fighting, you know, it's, I don't think there is the next just yet. I think we need to get, you know, win this battle and, you know, yes, still look, you know, at the future, but I'm type, I'm like the more of a, don't necessarily focus on the destination, but, you know, enjoy the journey and the destination you'll arrive type of thing. And, you know, focus on the little things that you can do while you're on your way to the destination. So we're going to do something big. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, we're going to try to just, you know, let this affect as, as many people as we can in the process. Yeah. I mean, and I think that just so well goes back to what you said earlier, you know, it's like one person, like if, yeah. if you could really, and you have to believe this, right? Like you've saved somebody's life and, and you could, you've done that countless times. Like somebody came to you that was on a journey to die. At a, at a much younger age than was intended when they were first created as a result of whether it was, you know, something as crazy as fighting off this, uh, this virus that's ravaging so many unhealthy people right now, or it was stuffing too many cheeseburgers in their mouth or drinking every day, like you have saved people's lives. And so I just, I, I feel like connecting that to what you just said, like, if you focus on that, like, there is no end, there is no mm -hmm. limit, you know, and then if the wellness center comes about, amazing, if you open 10 more locations, amazing, if you become a national spokesperson for whatever, like, amazing, like, you're setting yourself up now by doing everything that's right in front of you. And so I just, I love to hear that story. And I love that people get to hear that, because it's easy to say all this stuff, when things are good. And for the, for most of us, for the most part, for the last 10 years, things have been pretty good. Like it, it, since the mm -hmm. last recession, like we're having to get into it right now. And like, you know, doing the right thing now is hard, but do the right thing now. 
and you will reap the rewards for years to come. Not because you're trying to reap the rewards. It's just that natural outcome. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. I hear you 100%. For sure. Well, buddy, as always, like I, I, I love talking to you, whether it's like this or hanging out at the river and being able to do it around a fire pit or, you know, just whatever. I mean, I think you are such an inspiration to me, not just because of, you know, where you came from to where you are, but because even through conversations like this, you just demonstrate that. I mean, you said it yourself. You're not perfect. You're not a perfect husband, a perfect father, a perfect business owner, but you are doing the best you can every single day. And by doing that, you are affecting the lives of the people around you. And so you continue to inspire me. You continue to drive me to want to be the best version of myself. And so I love it, man. Thank you. It just, it's, it's been great to continue to watch this happen for you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ryan. Always love for you too, bro. For sure. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, wraps up another episode of the podcast. It was a good one. I mean, you've got to have good things to say about what we talked about today. There's just so much for you to take away, whether you're struggling through a season like this, um, or maybe you're looking for the next opportunity and what you're going to do next. Maybe it's staring right in front of you and you've missed it because you're trying for something bigger than what's set up for you right now. Whatever you got, any kind of feedback, I'll make sure to put Chad's contact information in the show notes. You can reach out to him. You can check out CBD1. We'll make sure to put that link in there as well. You can reach out to me. You know where to find me. As I say, as often as I possibly can, if you want the most out of the life you are living, be the best version of yourself. Peace. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.